0: Welcome to The Break Room with Darlene Evans. I'm your host. We are going to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to the workplace. The objective of this show is to bring the concerns of the employees to the forefront, improve the relationships with management, and bridge the gap between employees and the top executives. So let's get started. All right, today's topic is on navigating the toxic workplace. I'd like to welcome my panel. All these ladies have been prior guests. Cameron is a student from Mercer University out of Macon, Georgia, and she is studying media and digital film. Secondly, we have Tina Marie. Tina is with the technology and telecommunications industry. And then we have Capazine Pansy. Her prior industry was finance and accounting, and she's also a tax specialist ladies welcome to the show thank you thank you so we're going to kick off today's show talking about working in a toxic work environment i don't know how any of you feel but i know for me it's not an environment that i certainly want to go to every day Um, some of the signs of working in that toxic environment is usually um, the employees are disrespectful and they tend to belittle you They are unreasonable, very short-tempered, difficult to work with. They're unfair. Sometimes there's favoritism shown. Any type of harassment or bullying usually takes place when you're in a toxic work environment. They tend to have a lack of empathy, lack of appreciation, and certainly a lack of support. What I'd like to hear from each of you, um, tell me if you've ever experienced... uh, working in a toxic work environment. Just share a short story with me if you can. Starting with you, Cameron? Oh, okay. Hi.
1: Um I have uh even at my present work, there's a p- coworker of mine who just seems to belittle everything I do even though we've been on the team the same amount of time, we know the same stuff. Right. And he might he might know a little bit more than me. But I was in charge of something for a game that we were working, and he tried to take over it, even though I had been doing it for the last four or five games. So
0: taking credit for for what you've done.
1: Yeah. There we go. Okay. And he'll talk down to me like I don't know what I'm doing, even though I was doing it longer than him, and it's just it takes a toll, 'cause you're like I don't know how to handle this situation, without, like looking bad especially right. as a black woman right you don't want to be seen as your stereotypes of the angry black woman or mm-hmm. like fighting something but it's also like i don't want to be belittled every time even though we know the same stuff we're on the same level right so why are you talking down to me like we're not
0: sounds like a little bit of bullying going on maybe a little narcissistic personality <laughs> coming out there what about you tina um
2: <clears throat> not directly i think i've been blessed i haven't really. Um, experience that mm-hmm. coming directly to me. Right, I think um, I'm so oblivious to what's going on. Right, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of because a lot of times that comes in a way of like gossip and right, you know, sidebar conversations. Nothing really, you know, work related for myself from what I've seen. So I haven't really experienced um, you know, toxicity. But I, I've seen like uh, condescending conversations yes. and you know, maybe um, stepping over someone's toes. Um, you know. Uh, pushing out frustrations on another person. So Mm -hmm. those definitely, I think, could fall into a toxic. You know, it can become toxic if it happens over and over again. But honestly, I haven't
0: really, I think I kind of ricochet. Right, right. Mm -mm. (laughs) I know that I certainly have. And uh, and it's not necessarily reflected on me, but Mm -hmm. I've witnessed it happening to so many other people. Yeah. Where um, you've got people in leadership that are just totally disrespectful, totally rude, and they say things that, I mean, I would never consider saying to people. And because it's not happening to me, usually there's nothing I can do about it. Right, but right. But I, I, I tend to go for the underdog. So, you know, I may have a conversation with that in person. And, you know, I won't bring up what I just heard or witnessed. But I'll bring up the fact that they need to value themselves and what they're worth. I kind of coach yeah. them in, in that direction. Yeah. What about you, Kapazine? What have you experienced? Um, if, if you've had any working in a toxic work environment.
3: What I've experienced is that sometimes the individual that shows this sign of negativity, mm-hmm. they're in a position where they kind of, they've been there, they had some seniority, you've come in and you're trying to use your skill set and do the same job that they're doing on a lateral basis. Right. And they'll try to undermine you downplay your integrity your knowledge base so that they themselves can feel a little more secure Mm -hmm. and confident in what they're doing and sometimes the changes that are you know sent from the top of the chain to the portal down at the bottom where we're the workers Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to fulfill the task that's been given to you but they're receiving it as you've taken their job. Right. right. You've come in to replace them, but you're actually doing the same job and you should be working as a team.
0: Right. Certainly a level of insecurity there. You can tell that from the beginning. So what would you say um, some of the symptoms are? You know, once you've been in that toxic environment, after a while there's definitely going to be some signs of symptoms going on. Whether it's health issues, what what uh, experience have you had with that? And not necessarily you personally, but other individuals.
3: What I've experienced in that respect is not necessarily from myself. Right. I'm I'm very calm natured mm-hmm. and try to be. I'm more the person that try to resolve issues than. Right have the issues Mm -hmm. but i've experienced and tried to calm down other worker co-workers because they in turn they start fussing ranting and raving not wanting to come to work on time just various things you start to see like they complain about everything even things that shouldn't even be even an issue at Mm -hmm. work becomes an issue because they're taking on this anger this regression type of rebellion in a sense because they're feeling like i'm i want to do this i want to do it my way this doesn't make sense they're not you know giving me the credit that i'm supposed to have but yet you haven't earned any of those things or if you have earned it you haven't learned to put value in yourself versus trying to displace everybody else in the workplace right so really
0: um that's their reaction to the stress that they're under. Yes. And, you know, when they're when we have stress, sometimes we have weight gain. We have folks that may not be able to sleep well at night. What about you, Tina? Um, are there any other um, areas that you think or symptoms that may come out of the the uh, result of a toxic work environment?
2: I think that's being frustrated and not really... Um you know, operating at your peak level because mm-hmm. you have this, you know, uh, fear that, you know, you may may not be valued or you may get into it with someone, you know, at work. Right. I definitely have seen, you know, some clashing happen. Yes. Um, And I've had to kind of be the, you know, the pull apart, like, wait a second. Right, right. You know, so I just think that, you know, over time, you know, if you don't get to the root, it's going to create a problem. So mm-hmm. that could present itself in people not wanting to come to work. Right. It could be, right. you know, you um, definitely going and finding another position altogether because yeah. um, I'm not, I'm not going to walk into a place every single day and spend time where I'm not Absolutely. really
0: comfortable. Absolutely. So, so Cameron, mm-hmm. how would you go about, um, like, it, let's say this person continues to um, try to belittle you or take credit for your work or, you know, try to make you feel incompetent. At what stage do you, you know, have a conversation with that individual? or would you ever have a conversation with that individual? I would, mm-hmm.
1: because it can't continue. This is my work too. And Absolutely. I deserve to have a safe space and a positive environment around me. And if you're going to continue to do that, then we also need to have a conversation. And I also feel like communicating, people might not realize what they're doing. So if I communicate with you the first time and there's changes, then obviously you didn't realize. and. We can go about our day. Right. So you're
0: going to give them benefit of a doubt. Yeah. Opportunity to correct mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. The opportunity Absolutely.
1: to do better mm-hmm. and to not look at me like I'm less than because I know I'm not less than and I know that I'm doing my job correctly and I'm doing it probably exceeding what should be done. So you're not going to belittle me and make me feel like I'm less than. But if they continue, I'm going to the head. Right. Absolutely. The person over it because right. I'm not going to continue And I'm not going to give them like an ultimatum. I'm just going to say, you need to handle this because this is how I'm being treated, whether that's not signing, whether that is not signing me up for the same games that they work or whatever they have to do, but I'm not going to continue to be treated that way.
0: So on that note, let's talk a little about the financial impact. Hmm. Now, you know, yes, we're all stressed out as employees, you know, we're missing work there's unplanned absences there, productivity is down. So at what point, you know, at what point are the organizations paying attention and realizing that, you know, realizing the financial impact to that toxic environment or that toxic culture that has been created? And keep in mind, it may not necessarily be the culture of the entire organization. It just may be that individual department or mm-hmm. that particular team or possibly even that particular leadership, you know, that leader that's over that particular team. Um, let's talk a little bit about the financial impact. I think, um,
2: you know, that's critical. I mean, obviously, you know, the company wants to make money mm-hmm. and the folks that are there are doing the work to make the money. So um, if they're not really garnering that feedback and, you know, staying close enough to um, the environment, that could be an issue. So I think, you know, having a safe place to kind of bubble up concerns, um, to make sure they're addressed in a timely manner. um, And just to, you know, um, you know, just have a a standard culture that says we're not going to tolerate, you know, this type of behavior anyway. Right. I think sometimes people just don't. they don't want to say anything because they don't think that, you know, it will be received well or they may look at it like they may be the problem. Um, But it's always going to be a financial impact because every person that's not there, you know, even if you're showing up and you're not at your, you know, full productivity level, Mm -hmm. you're still impacting the company in a financial level and you're also impacting your peer because if you're not operating at 100%, they're picking up your slack and that's not fair
0: either. Yeah, absolutely. So it's across the board it could be. Absolutely. So, what about turnover? Do you think there's a major issue with turnover from the um, toxic work environment?
3: I do think that there's an issue of turnover because with all the toxicity within the environment, you find that the turnover does become an issue. And it becomes an issue because the productivity level changes within the workplace. Mm-hmm. And when the productivity um, doesn't allow you to reach the optimal results that you need, there's always going to be a turnover. Just from personal experience, I've seen it where you have a group a group within a group mm-hmm. and you have to eliminate. They usually do a, elimination, a process of elimination and then they consolidate that group. And so while you eliminate it, we're going to say three employees, you got four employees remaining. So those four employees have not only will do their work, but they take on the work of the other right, three yep. that they say were causing the problem. And so because the environment, nobody's taking care of the negativity, the, you know, mm-hmm. the requests, the things that are being felt by the employees. You start having people starting to seek jobs while, when you should be doing your portion of right, the work. Right. You, you might be posting your resume right, right, and looking for your out which means that somebody else on the team, it becomes a trickle effect. Mm-hmm. And, and so one person goes on, it go, it continues on, yeah. and you just start, it's like a mass exodus. And, and people you, start to leave. And you know
0: that with turnover, there is a significant cost associated. Oh, yes. Of mm-hmm. awesome. When that knowledge goes out the door, yeah, mm-hmm. even though their productivity was not at its peak, when that knowledge goes out the door, it doesn't matter who you bring in. They will never... Be able to meet the requirements of that employee that has gone out the door. It's going to take at least a good six months. So that's value. That is that's, that's, a, that's a that's, that's a that's a major cost, cost there. Losing employees, and if we're working in a toxic environment, and employees are are, are uh, running away from the company left, right, and center, that's a major financial impact. And
3: even within the six months, like you projecting the six months of gaining some stability right. back, mm-hmm. you still don't gain the stability and you you experience the expense. You may have had a valuable employee that you now had to replace with three or four other employees Absolutely. coming in, which is, increases the amount of uh, financial responsibility. So it impacts the bottom line because now you're not just paying one person, you've brought on three other people to do the job. Fill that position. To fill that position. Mm-hmm. And typically, you're going to bring in a consultant to bridge the gap to keep the work going. So you just increase the expenses and it, that came along with that particular job Absolutely. and division.
0: Absolutely. So, um, Cameron, what would you recommend um, some of the things that we as employees can do to cope um, with You know that toxic environment until things are straightened out. Because let's say management has, you know, is now aware, and they're going to put some process in place, Mm -hmm. and some changes. In the meantime, what would you, what would you, what ideas would you come up with that, that could be implemented, to just to help you cope with the with the day-to-day environment. Um, Obviously, self-care.
1: Mm -hmm. Self-care is very important. Taking time for yourself to reflect on your feelings, on um, how you can continue to get through this. As you said, like if they're working on it and it takes some time for them to work on it, Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself within that time is very important because if you start losing yourself, then there's just no reason to continue to wait for them to take care of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like finding others within the workplace that, are maybe on your same page or not like of like against the negativity are more up your alley of positive of trying to make sure that y'all are all succeeding in the workplace will be also very necessary because mm-hmm. I know for me I found friends within my workplace and that helps going to work because at first I was just becoming irritated with going to work I was starting mm-hmm. to lose my passion but once I started making friends and Like having those coworkers that I can rely on other than that within that like toxicity and I can talk to them about it, it made it easier for me to go to work and it made me want to go to work again.
0: You know, it's funny, Cameron, because you're one of the youngest um, of the panel today, Mm -hmm. but you're hitting on a lot of information (laughs) that comes from the more mature folks. Because I'll tell you, knowing that you've got somebody at the organization that has your back, knowing Mm -hmm. that you have a teammate that maybe going through the exact same thing or at least there to kind of help you to get through it is exactly what is recommended. Yeah. It's exactly what, what is recommended. And you need to be concerned about yourself. You need to, whether it's working out or, you know, meditation or whatever. It could even be just writing in a journal every exactly. day, watching your favorite TV show. Exactly. exactly. I, could jump,
2: I think also, just for myself, mm-hmm. I just... I hate to say it this way, but I just have a demeanor where I'm not going to tolerate right. certain things coming at me. So right. I think that also, you know, you have to bring yourself into the workplace a little bit. So, you know, again, speaking on the last topic we had, it yes. was just, you, you, you know, and that was the situation I, I kind of watched. It was, you know, they just kept picking and picking and picking mm-hmm. at this individual. And I was like, you've got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Like whatever you would say outside of work to someone that was, you know, targeting you, find a professional way. To tell them to back off. Right. And if right. you can't do it, you get an advocate. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But she didn't want me to jump in. So right. I, you know, right. let it go. But I'm yeah. like, you've got to make sure you have that barrier up because you can't allow people to just attack right. you. Right. And so that's well.
0: coaching. Mm-hmm. That's coaching, inspiring, yeah. mentoring. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think that we as employees need when we're in the workplace and we're dealing with um, stressful situations that are kind of out of our, our control. Because you need to still feel okay about yourself, you need to still come into the office. You don't wanna lose your job because of this, although you may end up leaving anyway, but in the meantime, you still need to be able to cope. Yeah. And so I think it's really, really good um, to be able to, um, you know, to be able to have that support system in place to get you through that time period. Um, one of the other recommendations that I would say too is that when you have unfortunate things happening like your situation, Tina, you know the example that you gave mm-hmm. of, of a coworker. Um, I think it's important to document what's happening as well. Mm-hmm. You know um, those emails that may be coming between you and other individuals associated with the issue. Make sure that you keep a copy of them because you really need um, you need that support information in place. Because at some point you may have to put a, an exit strategy together, and you know, God forbid, you know, if a lawsuit did have to come about, but. Sometimes they do. And so you really need to protect yourself and make sure that you've documented everything to ensure that um, if you have to reference back and give examples of things that have happened that you have documented them well. Yep. And even in the documentation
3: component, you, besides just documenting for that, you also need to document it for your, uh, to show who you are because sometimes if you leave or you let go from a job, you have to have some kind of support depending on what the references is and the character and let somebody know this is what I experienced at this time. This is this, the type of person that I am and don't allow, you know, even though they give basic statements, yes, this person was here, yes, this person was rehired, but oftentimes they may be, you may be in a bad situation. And there's no one really to give you a review. And sometimes someone's willing, you can provide them, you know, a explanation yeah, of or what support. occurred during that time and right. to why you're not able to fulfill that request right. for that character reference from that previous job. And right. that's something that I think people need to realize. Documentation is very, very critical and important in that aspect as right. well.
0: So let's put our managerial hats on here for a moment let's pretend we're all managers and let's talk about what to look for what signs when it comes to your team members your employees what what should you as a manager look for to find out or identify if maybe there's a toxicity issue or you know if the culture or the the there's um you know just what to look for when it comes to your employees that are working in a toxic work environment i'm looking for body language yes. you know lack of eye contact you know just
2: it 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 comes up in different areas and ways so um even just you know cutting someone off when mm-hmm. they're trying to deliver mm-hmm. something or right. you know jumping in on a project you know just a lot of times it's very subtle right you know no one's going to go into work and going to be very abrasive and just you know in your face with it it's a lot of you know um subtleties that are happening and just, you know, trying to manipulate, you know, manipulate the situation. So just looking for that and mm-hmm. nipping it in the bud really quickly, um, okay. giving a, a space where we can just have a conversation Right. and bring up, you know, any issues. Because a lot of times it could be something personal happening mm-hmm. between the two or right. three or four yep. that is, uh you know, coming into the workplace. Mm-hmm.
3: You also have instances of those things that occur with small meetings after the meetings in the continuation of gossip, office gossip. Mm -hmm. Office Mm -hmm. gossip is usually a big breeder of a lot of miscommunication, misdirected emotions and feelings that the employees may have. And I think that we need to pull back in a sense and redirect those people in let them know that this isn't something that's tolerated because if you continue to see this as part of the environment, it does impact the people that are trying to do right. Because they may take on the position that I'm trying to do everything in my power, but yet you're allowing this person to say all of these things. Yet we all sat in the same meeting because those board meetings make a big difference in how people, what they come out thinking and how, you know, they're perceiving all of the information that was just presented to them. And I think that we need to minimize. That's one of the things we need to look for is the minimization of those smaller conversations that breed into something much, much larger.
0: Yes, because we know that um, unhappy workers are definitely less productive. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to make more mistakes and more than likely they'll probably end up seeking employment elsewhere. Um, For me, I feel that looking for changes in
1: attitude is very important. Like if a person was a go-getter and they were very positive and they were always doing what they were doing and they start slacking off or they start being more reserved and not interacting as much as they were. Like they don't speak in board meetings no more. They don't do this like, or you see the opposite with someone like getting like, just looking at that change in attitude Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really shows what your workplace is and who could be the ones that are affected and who could possibly be the perpetrators.
0: You you know that if you Mm -hmm. are, are, you're used to working with an employee that's usually upbeat like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, their attitude mm-hmm. or their demeanor changes, you know there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And whether it's personal or whether it's work-related, it's still a problem. And even if it is personal, it's still a problem at the workplace. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's still well, nice to check. Yeah, it's definitely because... still a problem. And I will say that a lot of people that, you know, have probably gone postal, there's probably been signs there. Oh uh-huh. yeah. There's yes. been signs that have been ignored, whether yeah. they're ignored on a personal level mm-hmm. or ignored at the job site. The ones I'm talking about is really the ones at the job site. When a person goes postal at the job site, I can guarantee you nine chances out of 10, the signs were there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I believe also that the, that, that the signs were ignored. And um, I would also beg to differ that it was probably brought to management's attention and again, ignored. You know, and it's really sad because these are those are opportunities that, um, you know, as as leaders to help our employees, and we don't necessarily take um, take the steps to do that. I know that from the research that I've done. When we look at um, the financial loss, there's at least two out of three Americans that say that they've worked in a toxic work environment, and then there is uh, approximately 26 percent that have said that they've worked in more than one. So it's Mm. really, you know, that toxic work environment exists today. And I don't know. It seems to
1: be normalized Yeah, it seems
0: to be accepted. Um, There's at least 25% of uh, Americans that say that they dread going to work. 25% that say that they don't feel safe or secure in even voicing their opinions at the workplace, especially related to um, the matters that are creating the toxic work environment. And then there's another um, 25% that said it, say that they don't feel respected or valued on the job. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that, for me, I need to know that I'm valued. That's the bottom line. Yes. So I, I'll leave the job and move to another job if I have to. But I need <laughs> to know that I'm valued. I need to know that I'm appreciated. And the other thing that I demand is respect. Mm-hmm. That's the number yeah. one for, for sure. Number if one. I'm not respected, this is not a place for me. And I've, I've seen myself you know, walk away from uh, opportunities um, to join organizations because of maybe just how the interview went. I don't get any further than the interview, but just the interview, and I'm thinking, well, if this is how you treat me in an interview, imagine how you're gonna treat me if I was your um, full-time employee. And that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that, you
2: know, what part of the stats include folks that are not as Mm self-aware, and they are actually the problem. Yeah. You know, some folks are actually that toxic person that they are referencing. Oh, absolutely. You know, so it's hard to, you know, if you're not self-aware, if no one is really helping you call out Mm -hmm. certain things that you may be projecting on other people. That's right. You could be creating that environment.
0: When when you're in an interview and you find that there are individuals there that are trying to trip you up in the interview, Mm -hmm. I know this is not the place for me. (laughs) asking minor questions who really cares if it's blue or red as long as you know that what you're supposed to do with it you know Mm -hmm. but uh, when they get to those nitty-gritty questions i'm like "Mm -mm, this is not the (laughs) place for me absolutely not and when it comes to really that toxic work environment um that environment ends up bleeding into your home life yes and uh you know if you're stressed at work nine chances out of ten you're probably stressed at home And if you're stressed at home, what does that do? Create problems with your significant other. Next thing you know, folks are, you know, separating, breaking up, all to do with that stressful work environment. And, you know, of course, we know what comes from that. So um, some of the recommendations that uh, I have found is that, first, leadership needs to understand that there is a very serious problem. Secondly, they need to communicate to the employees And then thirdly, they need to request input from the employees themselves. They need to pull together some some focus groups. And last but not least, they need to create a team, a team with a representative from every department and collectively put together a strategy, a strategy that will help to contribute to the change of that uh, environment. If necessary, remove all managers that do not embrace the need for change. Mm -hmm. So on that note, we're going to close out. Again, I'd like to thank Kapazine Pansy, Tina Marie, and Cameron Beer. To all of our listeners, remember now, The Break Room with Darlene Evans. I can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you'd like to shoot me an email, go ahead. Darlene at The Break Room with DarleneEvans.com. I would love to hear from you.